Amen. It's a great joy to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah, most people woke up this morning, don't know where they are. They can't even breathe or see the beauty of the day, which they didn't even know that by 6 a.m. this morning, they wouldn't be part of the selection. But if by the grace of the Lord, we are part of the selected ones, then a hand clap unto the Lord. Clap like you are investing something wonderful unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So, it is just the grace of God that we are here. And then we don't want to take it lightly at all. Amen. Are you blessed? Good. Today I'm sharing with you a very simple message titled Wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. And then we'll be looking at godly wisdom. We'll be also looking at wisdom under the Old Testament. We'll also be looking at wisdom under the New Testament as we proceed week by week, day by day, month by month. We'll look at godly wisdom, wisdom under the OT, which is the Old Testament, and then wisdom under the NT, the New Testament. And then we'll look at earthly wisdom, earthly wisdom. And then we'll also look at the wisdom that comes from Christ, the center of the peace behind me, which is the wisdom of Jesus Christ. And then we'll look at benefit of wisdom. Are you writing it, good student? So you can do your research, you can do private studies on the subject that I'm treating, so that whenever we mount puppet to teach, it will be easier for you to understand. Amen? We'll also look at benefit of wisdom. And then we also look at how to get wisdom and apply. How to get wisdom and apply. Amen. So first on the list, godly wisdom. Second, wisdom under the Old Testament. Wisdom under the New. And in the Old Testament, Proverbs is one of the powerful books that gives us wisdom. That teaches us wisdom. Um, Ecclesiastes, that teaches us wisdom. So there are some books in the Old Testament that opens our spirit up. Whenever we read, it inclines or directs us to the path, hallelujah, of wisdom. So we need to take note of this. Under the New James is one of the powerful books on wisdom. Um, you, you can't only find wisdom in the Old, but James also under the New Testament is one powerful area that speaks of wisdom, hallelujah. So we'll look at all these things, but today, turn your Bibles with me please to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord... Is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise what wisdom and instruction. Hallelujah. When we talk about godly wisdom, we are talking about a kind of wisdom that is given by God and from God. There are earthly wisdom which will take time to go, but today we are talking about a kind of wisdom that comes from God and can be given by God, and it is only that wisdom that is received from the Lord. You didn't say amen. So in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 also, he said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So godly wisdom is defined as the fear of having fear for the Lord. Having fear for the Lord. Hallelujah. This is not Oxford. This is not Cambridge. This is not any of them. This is the word of the Lord. Say the word of the Lord. 
so proverbs 9 verse 10 also repeats and says that the fear of the lord is the beginning of what of wisdom and knowledge of the holy one in sight or in high so whenever we talk of wisdom or godly wisdom we are not talking about a masquerade fearing um, um, a masquerade or somebody coming to strike you dead but when we talk about someone having a fear for the lord we are talking about someone having reverence for god so fear for the lord is not a masquerade appearing to you it is not somebody coming to strike you with lightning and thunders. It is not somebody coming with a sword to kill you or somebody coming in a certain way that will bring you panic. But we are talking about having reverence for the Lord. Say having reverence for the Lord. Having respect for God. I heard a few years ago, Dr. Otabel was descending from his office or somewhere, staircase, and also, there were some guys also climbing whilst the man was coming down there were some guys also so the, the moment they saw the genovas yeah in fact they even wanted to run through the walls that is fear for man do you understand what i'm saying sometimes when when a person in a high um, a, a person you respect in a high esteem appears you want to behave nicely pastor appears like pastor is coming pastor is coming it, it is not that you are scared or afraid of pastor but it is reverence unto the person in authority. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is that have, fearing the Lord is not something that should always put you under the table. But whenever you come into the house of the Lord, you should know that God is in our midst. And therefore, you must pay respect to the presence of the Lord in our midst. It is not time for you to be chewing gum. It is not time for you to be gossiping and chatting around. Sometimes when we are worshiping, that is where somebody chats on phone. You see some, we are singing worship song. That is where you are whatsapping. You are sending emails. You are replying some messages. It means that you don't have fear for the Lord. Anybody who comes into the house of the Lord and behaves anyhow doesn't have fear for the Lord. I'm preaching somebody here at all. So the fear of the Lord, reverence for the Lord is the beginning of what? Of wisdom. Tell somebody reverence for the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we are talking about a deep abiding holy reverence. A deep abiding holy reverence. That the moment you land on the car park and you walk into the building, know that you are here not for man. You are here for our maker, our God. Have you been there before when you are talking to somebody and the person is also chatting on phone and it is like the, the person is not concentrating? How do you feel when you are talking about something important with somebody and the person is also busy somewhere? How do you feel? You feel very, very bad. Same as when we come into the house of the Lord and we don't give God concentration, we don't have fear for him. He feels bad. He wants to speak to you through worship. He wants to minister to you through the word. He wants to minister through, through the exhortation. God wants to minister to you. Every part of service is a medium through which God speaks. If God could use a donkey, then God can use intercession to speak to you. God can use worship to speak to you. God can use song ministrations to speak to you. So whenever, some of you, when you are coming and I stand in my window there, now that the office is there, I see everything clear. The way, cray, cray, the way you walk to church is even boring. It is like nothing is at stake. 
I saw somebody coming to church, walking, making up at the same time. Making up, you, are, you have a problem. Tell somebody, wake up. You come to church and you are in your car doing makeup, finishing touches. Whilst worship is ongoing. Today I was at the back there, my heart was just bleeding. What for? Listen to me. God doesn't feed on our prayers. I've been saying it. God doesn't need your prayers to be God. As a matter of fact, God doesn't need your prayers to bless you. Obedience has always been better than sacrifice. What God feeds on is our worship. What God takes pride and excitement in is our worship. So when we fail to give God our worship, then it's better we didn't come to church at all. Am I blessing you here? So the time to have intimate connection with your maker is when we are worshiping the Lord. And it's unfortunate that time of worship, that is where you are, you are buying cocoa to finish before you come. You, 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 you are behind your milo to finish the milo before you come to church. And there are most of us here, it's like we can't, we can't come to church on an empty stomach. So 7 a.m. on a dot, when intercession is going on, that is where you are toasting and frying egg and toasting bread and doing some things. One of these days, there will be light off. <laughs> By the time you bring the microwave, you, you put the thing in the microwave, then light, light will go up, bam. By then, you have ironed your dress. So you don't have any choice than to do what? To come in. Put your hands together and celebrate the Lord. So we need to have godly fear. We need to fear God. Tell somebody, fear God. Tell another person, fear God. Give him that reverence. Give him that respect. When you see your bosses coming, don't you put your hands at your back. Sometimes you behave nicely. And that most of us, have you seen the way today, we, we, we have dressed nicely. And when looking at your face, it's like you look like an angel who has never stolen one Ghana city before. An angel who has never said, Raka or only used any foul word before. You look like angels. But when we come to your homes, when you were even coming to church, you told somebody, right after church, I will come and meet you. Just take your time. So we are talking about having respect for the Lord. Having respect for the... It, it is disrespectful when you come into the house of God whilst we are worshipping and you are chewing gum. Five pieces of five. You have combined all the ten in your mouth. Puna. You have combined all in your mouth and you are chewing, chewing, chewing. We are in church and you are thinking of a boyfriend somewhere. A girlfriend somewhere. You are thinking of something weird in your mind. But God says that I need your concentration. I need to drop a rhema in your spirit. I need to drop a word in your spirit. There is something you need to go back home with. Never leave church if, you are, if nothing has been deposited in you. Listen to me. Never leave the presence of the Lord if nothing has been deposited in you. And I told that the deposit, maybe your deposit was the time of worship. And then you come to church and there are people come to, and then I said, oh, today church was boring, Papa. Today church was not nice. I didn't enjoy the praise. You were bo- You are boring. In fact, you, you, 
<laughs> you, the problem starts from you. Listen to me. On your way coming to church, you know that you are coming to church, not lectures. So you prepare your mind before doing what? Coming. You prepare yourself before coming. We are not here to show carbine slit. We are not here to show which makeup is best, which jacket is best, who gave a good offering. You are here to meet your Messiah. The one you account to. If you are clapping, go ahead and give the Lord a clap. You are here to, to, to meet your maker. You are here to meet your God. Therefore, if he is the reason why you came to church, then your concentration must be on him. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. As a matter of fact, when we come before the presence of the Lord, we need not to even carry our problems along. We need not to carry our problems along. Hallelujah. We need to come to him. With reverence. With respect. And it is not a facial service that I'm talking about. But a deep honor. From the depth of your heart. You said you have come to your maker. Listen to me. I attended a church years ago. I attended some church. Before you enter that church. You have to remove your your shoes. ARS. You have to remove your shoes because they, they believe in what the Lord said to Moses. That Moses, where you are coming to step on is a holy ground. Therefore, remove your shoes before you can enter. This is how far some people, the extent at which some people believe. They don't bring their shoes to the auditorium. The shoe that you want Pastor Dan to see that you are wearing one. They leave it outside. And woe unto you. If somebody's shoes and foot size fit your shoe, your shoe, then we are gone. But what I'm saying is that there are people who respect the presence of the Lord. They respect the house of the Lord. Even if you chew your gum and you keep it in your handkerchief or tissue, we bless the name of God. But this time, when pastor says amen and the amen is not coming, you want a place to dump the gum. You paste it under the chair. You are dating the house of the Lord in addition. Ask somebody, are you okay? You are, you are just, that, that is not, to paste chewing gum under a seat is not wisdom. That is your offering. That is your tithe. That is your money. One day go to your house and paste that, that chewing gum on your screen. Your television. That is where that chewing gum must be positioned. I'm showing you. Where you have to put that chewing gum. The house of the Lord must be kept. It's rather unfortunate that some of us, because of, of the nature of our restroom, we eat everything in the week and Sunday morning when we come, we can do all things through Christ. We go to the washroom. Boom! Split everything on the, in, the, in the, what do you call it? The basin or the sink. And then we leave it like that. Who should come and clean? You look at your own thing. Mm, mm. Did I eat the indomie with you? Did I eat the toasted bread with you? Wisdom is that take the brush and do what? And scrub and clean. So that the next person coming will not come and meet your mess. Thank you for the word. 
and 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 listen to me is like completing the school if you complete the university or somewhere then they begin to break desk you real school into your have you been there before where you are, you you owe school fees and you tell your mother or your parent let's say um, the teacher said to that also go tell the teacher i will come and then you are there embarrassed when you grow up you would understand because you also tell your children go i'll do what i'll come there are things today you are destroying you think you are doing pastor dan church property you destroy those of you handle microphones you destroy it anyhow you hold it i have bought microphone you ask them who who, who dropped it and you don't know if the person that spot it am i preaching at all so the fear of the lord is the beginning of what wisdom have reference reverence for the lord don't just come in this place is not gimpa this place is not a chassis prepare your heart prepare yourself come readily to meet Christ. if a person's presence here makes you exciting than the presence of the lord you are not born again If a person's presence here makes you exciting. Oh, I'm going to church because I'm going to meet Thompson. So Thompson is your excitement from excitement from, uh, your, 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 from, your, from coming to church. Then it's better you stay at home. Go and get Thompson's picture. When you wake up in the morning, look at it on your bed. Because we are grooming Christians who complain and who talk about not seeing the power of God, not seeing the grace of God, and not having testimonies. Why are you not having testimony and not seeing the because you haven't made God your priority? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and every other thing shall be what added unto you. I shouldn't be the reason why you want to come to church. Yes, there is a level where you miss, we miss ourselves. You want to see some, but that shouldn't be the focus. Christ. Christ must be the center of it all. Hallelujah. And listen to me. When we have this mindset that Christ is the reason why we are here, you will not see somebody's weakness or mistake. We will not fight among ourselves. There wouldn't be misunderstandings because you are not the reason why I came. I came because of God. Do you know that a lot of people have stopped coming to church maybe because of our attitude? It is because of no, lack of knowledge. We perish. Such people are those who are not matured in the things of God. So they want to greet Auntie Miriam. And maybe unconscious, she's not even aware. Good morning. And maybe she may be thinking of something different and not respond to the greetings. Then the person takes offense. When I went to church, I even said hi to one of the dickness and she didn't respond back. I am hurt. Eh? I am hurt. There are a lot of here. You have denounced this church severally. I sorry, mean could be And I'll tell you. I don't know. Am I blessing the church at all? I sorry, mean could Hallelujah. Now, when a person has fear for the Lord, the number one thing you see on the person is a spirit of obedience. So, characteristics of a God-fearing man is a person that obeys the Lord. Come on, say obedience. 
Shout it again, obedience. A person that fears the Lord walks in obedience. If you fear your boss, you obey every instruction they give you. You even stay and do overtime. You are afraid of firing. So even, even if you cannot do the work, you just do it to please. Because you fear your boss. Come on, say obedience. Let's see Job chapter 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright. A one who feared God and shunned evil. A one who did what? Did what? Feared God. Number two. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Meaning he had seven sons and three daughters. Also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. I declare that may you be great in Jesus' name. I said may you be great in the name of Jesus. In this church, if you are looking for the greatest, may you be found one of them. The one that shouted a bigger amen, it's your portion. Number four, and his sons would go and feast in their house. Each one his appointed day and will send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. Job would send and do what? Sanctify them. And he will rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them. That was the level of the fear and the reverence Job had for God. Even when his children had not even done their quiet time, Job will make sure that he, he, he helps them. Or he makes sure that he pushes them to do it. He makes sure that he always seeks and asks for forgiveness of sin and brings sacrifices unto the Lord ahead of time on behalf of his children. Hallelujah. And listen to what Job did. According to the number of them, for Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus Job did what? Regularly. Number six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So listen to me. As we are gathered here, some of you, your behavior must be an influence of satanic blocks. So when you allow yourself, the devil also uses you in the house of the Lord. Ask somebody sitting by you. Who is using you? Ask the person, what frequency are you on? As I'm preaching, the way you have frowned, the devil is sitting by you. So he said that, now there was a day, come on, say a day, when the sons of God came to present, we have come to present ourselves before the Lord. And the devil is not at home. The devil is right here with us. And listen to what he said, number seven. 
And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going in and out of the earth, from walking backward and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth? A blameless and upright man. A blameless and what? Upright man. One who fears God and shuns evil. Number nine. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear you for nothing? Does Job fear you for what? Nothing. Number ten. Have you not made a hedge around him? Around his household? And around all that he had on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May the Lord build a covering around you and your household. The one that shall a bigger amen, it is your portion. You have blessed the work of his hands. And his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Now let me tell you something. Every material thing we have, the devil has control over it. Listen to me. Every material thing we have, the devil has control over it. The only thing the devil has no control over is your faith. I am talking about your body. I'm talking about your soul and your spirit. Even your body, the devil has control over it because Job was affected bodily. So that should tell you, the wisdom should tell you that you don't have to put your trust and your hope in material possession. Your trust, your hope, yourself, every part of you must be unto the Lord. And Christ only. Hallelujah. Here number 14. Are we, am I right? Number 14. And the messenger came what, what did I get to? Sorry, 13. Now there, was, now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came, follow Pastor Dan carefully. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. When the sea beans raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servant with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you, at least let a child of Job escape. At least when I was meditating on this, I said, God, why didn't you let a son, a daughter of Job, did what? Escape by the servant. It kept on and on. And then number 15, no, number 16, while he was still speaking, another came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servant and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came. Number 18. While he was still speaking, another came. Number 19. And suddenly, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people and they are what? Dead. And I alone have escaped to do what to tell. Listen to number 20. Then Job rose and tore his robe. And shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshipped. Uh, you, you see, you can't say amen. You can't clap to the glory of the Lord. And Job did what? Worshipped. 
Nansenya kwai de ni nyansa fasi kaiwo. It's le gon haya. Shesua wusu besi and then you haven't recovered. Recently your mobile phone got missing till today you haven't recovered. Job lost it all in one day. And Job chapter 1 verse 20 says that and when Job had it out of pain, tore his dress, tore his clothes, everything, and did what? And worshipped. Shaved his beard. And worshipped the Lord. Come on, say wisdom. The first thing you need to keep in mind when it comes to wisdom is obedience. Write this thing down. Obedience that lacks trust produces dead works. Obedience that lacks Trust produces dead works. Write this thing now. Disobedience leads to unrighteousness. Disobedience leads to unrighteousness. We need to learn to obey God. Yes, a massa doesn't kill. Do your quiet time. Pray unto the Lord. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Make sure that you are glued to the Lord. Have a relationship with God. If I have reverence for you, I obey you. You say sleep, I do what? I sleep. You say rise, I do what? I rise. And it's rather unfortunate. There are some people, when they come to church, it's like they can't be controlled, tamed, or managed. The way they behave in their office, that's the same way they bring it to church. Me, I say my mind though. Me, I don't have respect for anybody. Continue to say your mind. Why we read... Proverbs 1 verse 7. He said, it is only fools who don't heed to wisdom and instructions. Me, I say my mind. Me, I don't have respect for anyone. You are unwise. Obey the Lord. Obey God when he instructs you. Come to church early. If you wake up 5.30 a.m. to queue for visa, which you will definitely be bounced. <laughs> you wake up, queue for that. And you can't get up early in the morning and come and have fellowship with your maker. Hallelujah. Wherever your treasures are, that is where your heart will be. Amen. So we have become balloon Christians where we follow any wind that blows. We follow every doctrine. We follow every wind. We follow every message. There are most of you, you have Facebook pastors. You have weird pastoral, apostolic, prophetic contact on your phone. I preached somewhere last week, Friday evening, and then I made a statement. I made a statement. I didn't know that it was a prophetic statement. So until the man of God called me yesterday and said, Pastor, God bless you. 
you said something that was a challenge in the church. What was it? I was in a pastor friend's office because he was down. And he called me. We spoke for 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, a member walked into his office. I wanted to excuse them. And then the pastor friend, because he was so down, said that I should sit and maybe help with the counseling, which once a while I do. I asked Pastor Willie to pray for somebody last week, and the other day he came. And then, long story short, Antia, a member, a, the pastor invited another friend to come and preach in their church. And when ministration was going on, this prophet of God whispered to this lady's ears that there is this sickness or that thing that is coming against you. So take my number and come to my hotel without the knowledge of her pastor. Come to my hotel and bring this so-so and so amount. And say to the lady, it is between you and I. I don't want anybody to hear. If somebody hears it, the direction was poor. You have some eggs under your bed. I know. You, are, you have some things under your bed. And listen to me. Now that the man of God was not bringing back the money, because it was like, I'm traveling so I need some money, top up for me. The person took 20,000, gave it to it. this pastor who came to. Your pastor needs 20,000. You haven't given him 500 Ghana City before. You can take 20,000 and go and give it to another man of God. So when the person was not paying, now the lady knew the pastor's, his pastor, her pastor's office. The moment I heard it, she's not my church. I drove her out of the office like the office was mine. I said, get out of this place. Look at what your pastor is going through. He is depressed. I have to come in and even do what? Encourage him. Needs money to run the church. You can take 20,000 and give it to an outsider and be comfortable. Leave this office now. <laughs> the lady left. Crying. I said, come out. Leave this office. As a matter of fact, stop coming to church. Stay at home. <laughs> and uh, most of us, we pay tight at weird places. It is no wisdom. Listen to me. So when I shared this, you, you guys were there. When I shared the last Friday where I went to preach, not knowing a pastor also came to that same church last Friday, Antia, and ministered and told one of the members of the church to bring him 700 pounds, 700 dollars, 700 euros, everything, seven, 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 that he's going to do something on it in his house and bring it back to the person. Hey, who was serving a February here? No, please listen, listen to me carefully. And the pastor, I don't know what happened, had an information about and called this member and told him that don't do what the man of God. For, unfortunately, some of us we don't hear. But he was fortunate he heard it. Don't do what the man of God is. And even call the man of God to warn the man of God not to do that. It's not nice. Listen to me. There are pastors who don't pastor a church. They are itinerary. They don't know the father's love for the flocks. They don't know how it feels to pastor a church. To grow a number. To gather people. Do you think it is easy to gather you here this morning? And then the person out of disobedience. 
didn't heed to his father's instruction, bypassed all that was said to him, and took everything seven, 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 and went to give to this man of God. When Pastor Elvis said it, he was broken. He said, Pastor, that is the case I'm handling right now in my church. Be obedient to the little instruction that comes from this pulpit. Look at me. I may not raise the dead. I may not lift up cripples from the wheelchair. I may not open the ears of the deaf and dumb. I may not do all those miracles. But listen to me. They are no more powerful than me. No. 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 They are no more powerful. Hallelujah. Anointing is not only found in miracles. If you hear the word and you obey the word and you walk in the word, you are more than a person raised from the... And, and you have been hearing and seeing what happens around us. Going to fake dead resurrection, going to fake healing, going to fake... One of the pastors went to one of our branches and then arranged with a young man to act like he's blind or crippled or something. One of our churches around which I know that pastor. Quickly, I called the bishop. I said, hey, don't let him continue the conference. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have to sit in. Listen to me. Wisdom must be something that we would have to always cry on God to make us wise so that we will be able to know the wrong from the right. Hallelujah. Be obedient. You listen to the teachings that comes. Walk in it. It's been a blessing to you. If not, you wouldn't be here. Just take it. The one plus one, two. Walk in it. It is far better than gathering 700, 700, 700, 700. Give it to somebody until today. When the man of God took it, his number is off. They can't even find him. It's unfortunate that it is happening to the church. It is because you made it that way. I was in this office when a member came crying. I drove her out also. And these things, because if, if we are talking about building, we are talking about purchasing, buying. If you have that money to help, not every, every visiting pastor that comes here doesn't change your diapers, wipers. Do they attend your funeral? Are they the ones that do your namings for you? Are they the ones that do your dedications for you? Your weddings for you? So why must they reap where they haven't sown? The lady had the pastor on radio 3 a.m. A capital she went to took for business. She said she didn't know what happened. Look at where I live. My house is not far from the church. <laughs> my house is not far from this church. Look at where my house at from here. My, the lady left this area, went to Kaswa. Whilst my house is stone through, I can walk from here to my house. Woke up from her bed, from prayer temple, went to Kaswa. And listen to me, they make it look like they have a church. They don't have a church. She said when she got there, she realized it was a house. They come and radio and make noise. When you get here, come here. When you, when you go there, it's just a consultation room. She said she doesn't know. The moment she entered that office, she lost her consciousness. Everything, consciousness and everything. It was when she got to Atomic Junction. 
that she realized that all the money was not in her bag. No, I told Pen, I don't mean bones. I don't mean say, Papa. What's same being a male boss? No, so I guess I ought to on a mixed feeling be Unyayanka. You need them, or they are share grace, and let's share grace. Yeah, told that was a male boss of preaching. No, what's out to a and then until where she left, got out and realized the money was not in her bag. Do you know where she came? My office. When the money was in the bag, you didn't know my office. And there are most of you, you feel that sometimes it is good to give to a person than to honor your own oil. Come and say wisdom. So wisdom that lacks trust produces what? Dead works. Let me end with this one. Number two. A God-fearing man praises the Lord in time of pain and sorrow in time of pain and what and sorrow are you learning something this morning be wise be wise be wise i've said it here before that the pastors that i bring here to preach for us they are my friends they are not your friends they are my what my friends they are not your friends and some of you mopa won she she cry do you i i called one pastor yesterday and i warned him to tell one of his members not to be commenting and liking my works on facebook <laughs> because it is like the person follows me every and i'm not comfortable because i preach for this pastor and human beings it may be like oh and yes and yes but deep down within the person may not be comfortable it is wisdom. I say it is what? Wisdom. A God-fearing man praises the Lord in time of pain and in sorrow. In time of anguish and then in sorrow. Now listen. When, whatever Job went through, it was painful. Whatever Job went through, it was painful. Even to lose your work. Do you know how painful it is? To talk about all your business, all your flocks, all your hard-earned work over the years and even all your children but bible says in in, in job chapter 1 verse 20 said and job shaved his head beard tore his dress and did what and worshiped and he continued to say that and job never altered the word against the lord even when his wife said curse god and die he never altered any word against the lord if you honor god you have respect for god you don't insult him you don't use the name of the Lord in vain. You don't come to a point where you don't trust him at all. Listen to me. With your marriage or without your marriage, God is still God. And whether you marry or you don't marry, the trumpet will sound. <laughs> whether you marry or you don't marry, the trumpet will do what? Will sound. It doesn't, de- it doesn't degrade him, limit him, or stop him from anything. He is still what? He is still God. If you understand it this way, you will not run after things. That does not even matter or add to anything. Hallelujah. Challenges are part of life. But whenever you go through it, bless the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord. In all things, we are to give what? We are to give thanks unto the Lord. Who is not clapping to the glory of the Lord? In everything. 
I am not speaking as if pastor and I don't know pain. When I go through painful times, I feel it. I cry. I'm human. So I need to let you also understand that there's no magic anywhere. There is no shortcut anywhere. It is part of life. Job went through it and said, I give God praise. Instead of cursing God. Don't let anybody ask you, where is your God? And now some of you are giving up. Because you, are, you have come to a point where you don't trust the church anymore. As it is, a, is there power even in the church to give marriage? It's the power of God in the church is not to give marriage. It's to save souls. The blood was shed not to give marriages. The blood was shed to save souls. The blood was shed to bring us closer to God. The blood was shed so that you and I will know Christ and be born again. The purpose of the blood is not to give cars. The purpose of the blood is not to give houses. When we seek first his kingdom, marriage will come. Houses will come. It is part of the salvation package. It is part of the salvation package. We don't come to God because of mobile phone. We have limited mobile phone. Go to class one in China. That is where they manufacture and produce mobile phones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go there. I want to lift up your faith beyond what you think is the reason why you must serve God. Air condition is not the reason why you must serve God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes when we get to a certain point and nothing is coming, then it's like God is not God. Who said God is God when you get married? God is God with marriage. God is God without marriage. And you always be God without anything. Hallelujah. Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all day that do his commandment. And then his praise endures what? Forever. His praise endures what? Forever. So that is why to tomorrow, when somebody comes to church, with a new car, with a new shoe, then somebody gets offended. God, you have left me behind. Your salvation is more precious. Your salvation is more precious than that material thing. Didn't you hear the devil placing his hand on Job's possessions? The devil can put his hand on your engine. <laughs> the devil can put his hand and freeze your account. But that is why I said that the devil has no power over your soul over your salvation and over your faith that is wisdom that is wisdom that is wisdom hallelujah let me just leave you the last one number three a wise person is a person that wins souls win souls and stop running after material things i said last thursday that maybe the one you will win to church is your husband. Your husband is not in this church. He's on the street. Be an evangelist. You meet your husband. Win and, win and keep. <laughs> 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 
Proverbs 11 verse 13. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And the one who wins souls is what? Wise or saves life. Other version says. The one who wins souls is what? Is wise. From today, be a soul winner. When was the last time you told somebody God loves you? Christ loves you. Every day you are chatting about unnecessary. When was the last time you told somebody Christ, God loves you? Win souls. Win souls. He that wins souls is what is wise. Because listen to me. We will be judged not by the possessions we have on earth. We will be judged by the number of people we brought to Christ. That is where our concentration must be. There are a lot of people perishing on the road. There are a lot of people perishing under the sun. There are a lot of people around us who don't know Christ. They haven't even come to enjoy worship and praise never in their lives. This is where our concentration must be as children of God. Let's be obedient to the Lord. Let's not hinder him of his praise. Or insult the Lord when things are not working. He is God. All we need to do is to depopulate hell and populate heaven. By winning more souls to the vine. Hallelujah. Come and say godly wisdom. Shout it again. Godly wisdom. Now wherever you are, you want to just bow down your head. You want to pray the word of the Lord has come to us. Thy word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against thee. You want to pray that, Lord, if I have been disobedient, please forgive me. If I have not heed to your precept, your order, and your instruction, please help me. From today, I want to walk in wisdom. I want to live in wisdom. And I want wisdom to be part of me. Lift up your voice, begin to pray.